Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live, live comedy, comedy show, show on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wan, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. And Hi. welcome back to another episode of HBO, HBO Girls, Girls Rewatch. Rewatch. I'm Amelia. And I'm Evan. And today we are actually covering, what is it now? Episode six? Episode six. Of season one. I, what's the name? <laughs> oh, it's it's the hometown one where she goes back to Michigan. It Wait. is called... Uh, the Return. <laughs> <laughs> it is called The Return. The return. Um, because she kind of returns to her hometown, which is... I think it's like kind of the first bottle episode. I don't know if it's bottle because it's still so plot. It's like she had to return home. She That's that's true, that's true. Because it's directly correlated with her relationship with Adam. No, hundred percent. But anyways, how are you, babe? I'm great. I'm like I listen to my voice on this podcast and I'm like, who is that? Because, um, you know when you talk, it's like you go through your diaphragm, so you're like thinking it's like this is someone who's like forty pounds heavier. And then you listen to your voice on a podcast and you're like, well, that's not who I expected. And it's a surprise, but it can also be a fun surprise too. You're surprised you're a twink online? <laughs> yeah. It's Am I allowed that to say that? Through. Well, when you said it, I did get a little bit angry. What is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no. I start calling you a twink. My voice has been, my voice has literally been broken and gone. Well, I'm sure when you hear this voice back, you'll be like, that's how I always thought I sounded. Um. Okay, should we do the synopsis of the episode? Yeah. Okay, so in this episode, it's Hannah's glorious return to Michigan, not Ohio. Call back to the episode. Um, And she is going what? back to her. Oh, because Adam thinks she's going to Ohio. Well, he's like, you're from Ohio. Or he's like, how's Ohio? And she's, she's like, like, I'm from Michigan. I don't know because I'm in Michigan. I'm not in Ohio. You did that really well, actually. Thank you. <laughs> um, so she's going to Michigan to see her parents. She's Marnie's like, don't forget about rent. And that's kind of like she's there and there's that overlooming thing the whole time where she like has to ask, maybe ask her parents for money. Somebody commented on one of our TikToks and was like, every episode of Girl, rent is almost due. And it's like. <laughs> You're so true when you're saying that. At least emotionally. At least emotionally, right, as always do. And I guess in life it is. Because you either just paid it or you're about, about to, to pay, pay it. it. And that's kind of a life cycle of being alive. Well, it feels that way. Until you get ownership and then the mortgage is due. I don't want to own. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Evan doesn't want to talk about how I dream I of being a digital nomad. Interesting. I just, like you can never be a digital nomad because you have such like a setup. That's so true. I love my Mac computer. Yeah, you have a desktop computer, and I think people that really rely on desktop computers can't really be digital nomads. I really feel that way. Like I'm going to Texas for five days to babysit my sister, and I'm gonna have to work from home on a laptop, and I'm already stressed about it because I'm like, ah, the well, screen's so small. The, is there a monitor anywhere in your house? Totally, but it's like exporting Premiere. Files. oh hell oh my god it's gonna be a whole thing but whatever that's that's actually industry talk for media editing and i know exactly what that means work 
Wait, um, can I just say, I haven't been able to speak. My voice has been gone for the last seven days. Truly so sick. But I took my first dose of steroids this morning, and I am riding a high that is, is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Like, I feel like I could punch something so hard into space, into Mars. I can't wait to see you crash. <laughs> I'm not going to crash. No, I think steroids last forever. Do they really? It's like Ozempic. Do you remember when um, Pitch Perfect behind the scenes where like Rebel Wilson was like, I was very sick with a staph infection. So they shot me with steroids so we could film the finale number because production costs would really take a hit if we um, let me be sick for a day. Uh, that was more offensive than when you called me a twang for me, you to me, for you to think that I know behind the scenes of Pitch Perfect. Okay, well, it's shot in New Orleans, kind of where you went to school. So I figured maybe you knew a little bit more than I thought you did. I, I didn't even know that. Is that true? And it is. Oh. Well. well, maybe it was a different part of Louisiana. I don't I know. I think it was LSU. Anytime Anna Kendrick Madame was Rouge. doing something in 2015, I knew about it. Wait, we forgot to well, finish the synopsis. We didn't even start it. I was like, I'm <laughs> trying to crawl my way back there. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, guys. We also have okay. a guest today, but they're in the other room working their full-time job, but we're going to bring them into the studio in just a second. <laughs> this episode, Hannah returns to Michigan for her parents' um, 27th wedding anniversary. Is it That's really? insane for you to remember that. Is it 27 or 30? I don't know. But she's going to celebrate that with them. And um, she just went through, if you remember in the last episode, she thought her and Adam were together. And Adam was like, that's not true. And so she's actually really sad about that. Um, but she still likes him, of course. But she's going home to Michigan. And she's just getting out of the city. Because also, remember, she quit her job. She doesn't tell her parents she quit her job. But she says things aren't going well with Adam. And then her parents are like, we can't wait to go to dinner with you. And she's like, I actually have to go out with this boy from high school that I talked to at the pharmacy earlier today. And so she goes to a benefit for some girl that died at our high school, because that's what the hometown people are up to. And then they have sex. Um, and she's like, so city girl about it. And he's kind of scared of her because he's just a sweet small town boy. And then Hannah and her mom have a beautiful conversation after when Hannah gets home from having sex with a boy, she finds her dad naked on the floor of the bathroom because he, what, got a heart attack while having shower no, sex no, with her mom? No, he slipped in the shower. He slipped in the shower while they were having anniversary shower sex. And then she's kind of like, oh my God, my parents are getting older. And then her parents are like, you're getting older too. And that's kind of a beautiful episode. That was so good. Thanks, guys. I'm like me trying to describe it. I'm like, well, I can't forget about that little detail. We'll get to the details. That's the beautiful part about this podcast. We kind it's of start giving an overview and then we go minute. Wait. Oh, my God. Minute guest, is such a funny word. Our guest is done with work. Oh, my God. Okay. We're going to do a cross dissolve. And next time you see us, we'll be with our amazing Don't special guest. cross dissolve. Whoa, that cross dissolve was crazy. If you guys aren't watching the video version on Spotify, for some reason Spotify has that option nowadays, you are missing out on the amazing video transition effects that I know how to use. Um, but our guest is sitting with us now. <laughs> I'm so excited for our guest. Um, it's crazy because she's actually sleeping on this couch, um, but we just turned it into a studio. And it's cool how like... Bushwick spaces can be multidimensional. <laughs> you always say Bushwick. We are in Williamsburg. We're ultimately in Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah, but mo ideally... You emotionally are in Bushwick. Emotionally, I'm in Bushwick. Well, okay. Quick tangent. Last night, I was in Bushwick. At a, at, sorry, it's matching the table. Last night, I was in Bushwick. I was at a taco place. Out in a, in a quarter of my left eye, guess what I saw? A shooting star. I can't believe you could see a shooting no, star in didn't. Bushwick. I know, it sounds like a lie. It sounds like it couldn't be possibly true. 
but it is fully true. It had a tail and everything. It's like either it was space trash going through the atmosphere or I just like had the luckiest day of my life and I made Wait, a great wish. I think it'd be luckier to see space trash going through the atmosphere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Um, we're so excited for our guest today. I actually went to high school with this girl, which is perfect because we're covering the hometown episode. We were born and raised in the same crazy suburb in Texas, random gore. Um, But now they're a super important, they're actually our first guest that's industry. Um, A lot of people want industry to care about them. Well, our guest is industry, so you should be talking to her. She is a reporter for Variety. She's constantly writing the covers of that magazine, which is crazy because she's just a little girl. Not constantly, three times. Three times. That's a lot of time. <laughs> and she's and she's what? Twenty three. Twenty three. It's like crazy what Gen Z has accomplished. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to have her on. Please put your hands together for you. Don't have to clap on the subway. Sorry for saying that. Sorry, I am on steroids and antibiotics. I feel so good. Put your hands together for Salome. Hi, Lou. Hi. I'm doing such a little clap right now. <laughs> yeah, a little clap for the microphone. Yeah, snaps, snaps. Cell, oh my god, hey girl. Can hey. I say cell too, even though we didn't go to high school together? I feel like spiritually we did. Yeah, it feels that way because I mean, Amelia only had two friends in high school, and it's like she had at least four. Oh, at you would know four. better than me. <laughs> 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 but we, I was there in high school too, so actually, you wouldn't spiritually. Well, whoa, that's crazy that you were there. I thought you were kind of at a dyslexia school. I, I was like a dyslexia school. <laughs> that was middle, that was middle school. school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally president of the queer straight alliance straight side the qsa <laughs> i love the qsa um what the hell is up sal how are you um i'm feeling great i am so excited to be here i feel a little a little out of place in that this is like my i'm on my first watch of mm. girls i'm on season two so i'm like part of the wave of society totally. returning to this show so maybe that's a valuable no, that's no, important. That's, i don't know that's, that's a valuable new perspective well i think what our listeners like a lot of them have seen the show but i also think it's really important we're in an age of the rewatch right now of girls right. so that's kind of why we have this podcast and it's like we need people like you to use their voice as well. Right, right. It no, we have to stand up together. Right. To <laughs> We're too. actually having Cell on specifically to make our listeners who are first-time watchers of girls feel more comfortable. Yeah, representation in the media for yeah. first-time girls watchers. <laughs> um, should we jump it off, start it off, kick it off? Yeah. With our first segment. You're going to love this. Girl, girl what, what girl are you? <laughs> Okay, it's like spiritually I want to say I'm a Shoshana, but that's just because she's my favorite and she's so much fun. Ultimately, I am nothing like that girl. Totally. Unfortunately, I think I am, like I feel like I have to say Hannah just because I'm like a writer You're or whatever, writer. And, but I don't know. I'm like, I would like to hope that I'm like a little like less entitled, but ultimately I probably am just as entitled as she is. Mm, no. I don't think so. No, she's really entitled. The I don't think you're that this, entitled. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> the three days you've this apartment, you've been all, the, the best guest ever. Nothing entitled about it. <laughs> I'll say that. So chill. But I feel like if I had been raised by people who like paid my New York City rent when I had an unpaid internship and nothing else, like maybe I could have been Hannah. Totally. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> you're so you, kind. You have always been um, confident in a way that Hannah's confident in herself. 
Mm. In a way Thank that you. like so many girls aren't that way. I mean, I didn't say this to just fish for compliments, but this feels uh, this feels amazing. I'm serving them up. <laughs> that's, a whole point. that's a whole point of damn podcast. Um, yeah, you're Hannah. Hannah as they come, which is perfect because none of the other girls are in this episode. That's true. Well, yeah, Marnie, Marnie is. Evan, who are you this week? Great question. Um, okay, so this specific week, I honestly. Again, I am feeling so much like a Hannah in the, perspe- in the perspective of this specific episode because there's so much, like, conflict with, um, like, her, like, and her parents, like, trying to come to a mutual understanding with each other. And, like, that's actually the center point of this specific episode. And it's, like, I think just, like, it's always just trying to figure out the balance with your family and, like, they're so supportive. And, like, I, again, Hannah has very supportive parents and, like, I do as well. Um, but it's, like, what are the support and what are the expectations that come with that support? Totally. Um, and then just like, and it's like, especially my parents live so close to the city. So it's like always trying to figure out um, where are the lines to be like my independent self and like also having my family here. So it's like so much of that constantly. No, totally. I totally feel like Hannah's relationship with her parents is similar to yours in that like you are like, mom, ugh, like the food thing. Oh, it's Where she's so like, mean. I'm not hungry. I'm like, that's you don't so. Know me. <laughs> that's so Evan. When you're on the phone with your mom and you're like, I don't want to talk about that today. <laughs> I'm like, and then I'll go binge eat all the food in the fridge. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. It's perfect. I'd and say Amelia. What girl are you this week? So I thought maybe I was the girl in the beret, but um, that's moving to LA to be a professional dancer. <laughs> you but have I, a little bit of that. Yeah, I have a little bit of her. Kind of like, hey, girl, welcome back. Um, sorry, that was so that scary. I felt like I got the steroid shot that you got today. <laughs> that was so scary. I'm so sorry I said that. Um, no, but I feel like there that is like really accurate. Like that's how I felt coming to New York because I live in LA. I feel like you opened the door of your apartment and you had a beret on and you were like, welcome home, my friend. Yeah. Let me make you coffee, literally. No, the way that she's like, I need to be hospitable towards this girl. <laughs> I'm like, let's talk about the death at home. <laughs> let's talk about who died at our high school. Um, so I'd say I'm beret girl. Oh, I didn't know that could be an option. Yeah, I was also going to say I am <laughs> Hannah's mom in this episode because I keep waking up yeah, covered do. in sweat um, and having hot flashes and scary dreams from all the drugs I'm on. That's important. So. Let's have fun. Yeah, multi-generational girls this week, I'd say. I love that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's jump into the episode. We have yeah. a segment called I'm Liking This Part, part right, right Here. here. This is where we talk about a part of the episode we liked. This episode is really chock full of so many amazing, amazing moments. Yeah, but I'm I just, a second. <laughs> I love the benefit where, um, in the benefit scene, it's where uh, Hannah is on her date with the pharmacist, and then this girl Carrie, who is going to LA, is kind of just like dancing her little butt off, um, singing to uh the song, what's it called? Pretty Rock Anthem. And it's her pretty name girl is rock. Pretty, pretty Girl, girl rock. rock. Pretty Girl Rock. And it's like, my name is Carrie. And the girl, the character's name is also Carrie. Yeah. And for me, that's so um, when they did Jesse's girl and Glee and <laughs> with the character Jesse. Yeah. It's so that core where it's like you name characters after songs that you'll play eventually. Like, that's one of the most fun things they did on TV. And you can never do that. Yeah. I feel today. like it's like addictively self-referential and on the nose. In a way that it's like, were they just listening to Pretty Girl Rock in the writer's room? Like, we should like make a dead girl named Carrie. 
Or they write the dead girl first and then think of the song. No, it's a, the dancer's totally. name is Carrie. Right. What came first, yeah. the chicken or the egg? Exactly. <laughs> we're always asking ourselves that when we're watching HBO's Girls. No, and we are. <laughs> that is just like um, in fifth grade, the song If You Seek Amy was really popular. Mm. And um, Newsflash, no, wait, what is it? Wig Reveal. Wig reveal, I went by Amy for the first 18 years of my life. But in fifth grade, everybody would like do a song to If You Seek Amy. Um, um, and they keep pointing to me as they dance to it. Um, and it's like, that song's so inappropriate. But I was 10 years old being like, this song's about me. Yeah. Did the fifth graders, did any of them know that If You Seek Wait, what, Amy? What does that mean? It's like it, when you say it like all together, it sounds like F-U-C-K F-U-C-K Fuck me. me. Fuck me. So in fifth grade, everybody was saying, fuck me and pointing at me. (laughs) So something you think about in terms of Carrie. And it's really stuck up for you in life. People are always saying that to you. Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live Live comedy comedy show show. on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wen, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. I'm acting crazy today. Anyone else have a favorite moment? Okay. My favorite, 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 favorite moment is right before (laughs) Hannah goes on the date with the pharmacist, Eric, and she's staring in the mirror at herself, and she's like, you are allowed to pause. It's not your responsibility to keep the conversation going. I'm so mad at you right now because I was just about to say that that was my favorite. (laughs) I wrote down the quotes. And she's like, yeah, just um, you're interesting because you're from New York and that's enough. And your whole personality, like the what's it? The word for word, it's like, it's not up to you to fill the pauses. The worst stuff you say sounds better than the best stuff other people say. And you are not in danger of mortifying yourself. Ugh, I love that. It's like the way I say that to myself in the mirror <laughs> almost every single day. So you're also kind of Hannah. You're like loving a daily affirmation. I love words of affirmations. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I also like the way that like her and her mom are kind of cool when she comes back and like her dad falls over in the sex accident and you like want it's like she just talked about how you're not in danger of mortifying yourself and she's like we're not gonna be mortified we're adults who respect each other now we know that we have sex I kind of like that no totally that was so powerful when they're in the hallway and she's like that boring guy you fucked is good for the night right and Hannah's like (laughs) good for the night yeah it's iconic it's, it's like, like we don't slut shame here we talk about sex with our moms totally it's very powerful <laughs> very powerful no other shows doing that <laughs> no shows now are doing that but it took them like seven years to catch up totally and so rare no it is so rare um, i also feel like it's fun that we're like seeing her parents like again so soon after she was cut off and like you think it's going to ruin their relationship but like when they come back I don't know. It kind of seems like her parents respect her more now for like, it's like they know they have a relationship outside of them, like funding her insane little New York totally. life. No, no. literally. <gasps> Whoa. <Jeez>. Um, <laughs> okay, no. Another really important part that I really liked was this scene where they're at dinner, um, just the two of them for their anniversary. Oh, yes. And they're talking about Hannah in such an insane way. Like she they're knows like, how to have fun. She knows how to have fun. And it's like, where did you think she learned that? <laughs> and, and just like the whole thing where it's like, wait, what okay, does that mean when they say use your brain? I think it's like a, how they know brain. how to have fun. Yeah, but do they? 
I think so. They're laughing their little asses off. Yeah, I think that's the thing is like Hannah is this like crazy anxious person. I feel like watching the first few episodes of this show, if I'm describing Hannah, I'm not going to be like, oh, she's a girl who knows how to have fun. But like ultimately, I feel like the whole family is like anxious in that way, but still having a good time. And they're like, yes, all of us being like neurotic and type A doesn't mean that we're not like fun little girls. I think the bar for having fun is so low. (laughs) (laughs) In their little small town too. Well, even in a small town, but even in New York, I'm seeing like the bar for having fun here is it's so minimal. Like if you go out one, there's so many times where you meet people and they're like, I work, I'm a consultant and I go out once every other month with my like <laughs> friends that I like maybe went to college with, but they don't actually really live here. And it's when they're in town. And it's like, even here in New York, it's <laughs> sometimes really hard for people to have fun. And you're always meeting people like that. It's like, she does know how to have fun because she's so open to it. And I think, again, the bar is so low um to have this initial kind of fun where it's like she's kind of taking i think the best the most fun thing you can do is kind of just like be with life and she's so good at that i also love that scene because like it made me think about like what conversations are my parents having about me when i'm not there because i never imagined that before but like when you're a parent you're probably having so many conversations about your kids when they're not there yeah and i'm like oh my god when my parents go to dinner like how often are they talking about me and what are they saying no that's parents don't actually have anything else new to talk about other than their <laughs> children no it's terrifying because okay so my mom has a long-term boyfriend now and it's just like weird because i don't know him that much but it's like my mom's told him so much about me right and he has all these like opinions on my life and stuff and i'm like okay john and it's like my mom's always texting me and is like john thought your reel that you posted on instagram was awesome and i'm like okay this is more <laughs> yeah it's also because like i feel like my parents not my it's not unique to my parents i feel like all parents usually try to like do the whole united front thing and they like figure out how they're going to talk to their kids together and then you see this moment where hannah isn't there and they're kind of like arguing about her and they have different ideas of what she should be doing and if she's doing a good job totally it's like wait what do my parents really think about me because they can't always be thinking the same thing all the same time no literally i think you'd be surprised (laughs) (laughs) your parents seem like they have a united front no i mean like they're angels love those girls but um they them <laughs> I, I unfortunately know but <laughs> you're like i wish my parents were non-binary so bad that's all i want um explained um what non-binary identity is to them very recently we're working on it um but texas <laughs> but yeah i don't know i mean like they can't agree all of the time i feel like i've noticed that more as i've gotten older like because they're like a little more comfortable being themselves Mm. around me. I had this conversation recently where it's like me and my mom and my uncle were talking about, and I asked them like at what age they felt comfortable being themselves around their kids. And I feel like that's what's happening in this episode where they're just like, they're not doing like full-time parent anymore. They're like embracing emptiness. And the mom's like, Hannah, go to the pharmacy. Yeah, exactly. That was insane. (laughs) Oh my God. I just punched Evan so violently. (laughs) You're stronger than you think now. (laughs) The Pilates is working. Um, well, I, I think going back to this conversation of fun, like I, I literally think it feels sometimes illegal for some people to have fun. Like they literally think it's against the law. They're allergic to having fun. Like even if they're in a fun setting. Don't you feel like everybody who's at a thing that's supposed to be for fun is miserable? Like every time I go to a rave, I'm like everybody here wants to kill themselves. <laughs> no, you have to be on some really strong drug to have fun. It seems like or I think the secret to having fun is Red Bull. Or like caffeine. <laughs> no, when sober people have sugar-free Red Bull twice a day, I'm like, they know something we don't. No, they're actually having the most amount of fun. Is I honestly think the most amount of fun I have is when I have two Diet Cokes and like not even alcohol. <laughs> I'm like, 
maybe poppers like something like it just <laughs> the like, power that's of diet makes coke poppers a night out cannot be understated <laughs> no literally because i like being like i think the thing is we're in such a structure of society right now where it's so much about like productivity and like regimen and like i think alcohol is such an anticipus of that like we don't we're not living in a time of like the 70s where people were like being more like flowy whatever like we're in such a time of like people watch tiktoks and it's all about their regimen and like it's either you're the most like neurodiverse person on earth or you're in the most <laughs> regiment thing. We're so binary in that sense. And it's like, it's so interesting to see. So some people are having the most fun they could ever have on earth. And some people are having the least amount of fun. But people having the most fun are also going to be really sad too. I Jessa. Also- <laughs> Jessa. So true. I also think about that line when the mom says that like we cut you off or actually no I think it's to to the dad where they say like they cut Tad, her off. Tad is like, oh, how is she ever going to reach her dreams now that we cut her off? And it's like, you could say it. <laughs> when he when she says that like they cut her off to give her something to write about. And I feel like the mom's idea of fun is like it's not even necessarily in the moment. Mm. But she's like, I want her to have these like crazy chaotic 20s where she's like broke and trying to figure it out and having all these crazy stories and like, you know, roommate feuds and like all the things that continue to happen so later that like the whole entirety of HBO's girls and all the chaos and the misery is like that's the fun. Yeah. There's this Russian poet. I yeah. one time heard, and I don't know his name, don't ask, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, the best time of his life was when he was just like, like, he became such a successful uh, writer, but the best time of his life was like when he was struggling to like figure it all out. Yeah. Because it's like, that's actually the journey. It's so fun to just like figure stuff out. Like it's a problem don't, solving of it Do all. you find when you're talking to all these really famous people <laughs> um, that they're like, actually when I was 24 and unsuccessful was when I was feeling a lot better than I do now that I own a mansion in Beverly Hills. I don't know. They really like their mansions in Beverly Hills. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure I would too. I was trying to make Judy Bloom sound humble as hell. <laughs> well, Judy Bloom doesn't have a mansion in Beverly Hills. She owns a bookstore in yeah, Boca I feel like Actually, she's a good example of somebody who was like having a lot of fun in her early career, I think. Because like she like and looking back on it in that way because she wrote all these books that got like censored to shit but all of her stuff she she always talks about how she was like I didn't know that writing about periods and sex would be taboo and then everyone was screaming at me and I was like oh no where did that come from Whoopsies. and it yeah it's a little bit of a Hannah moment wait That's Beverly so clearly and by that I mean Judy Bloom is the original <laughs> Hannah Horvath yeah let's talk about that let's talk about that let's talk about that I didn't know that well, it has nothing good to do for with a you. Laugh. <laughs> okay, let's jump into our Did next. Did she write segment. Fudge? Yes. I would love those books. Wait, you would love Fudge. I read it. I love Fudge. I just brought it up. Okay. <laughs> um, the steroids have so she's fallen. Not listening. <laughs> oh my god! Did you hear that timer? Um, it's quarter o'clock. <laughs> There's no timer. Oh my god. Um, we gotta go through our favorite quotes from this episode. There were so many good quotes, don't you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, I have phone. one that I don't know if it's my favorite, but I was like, oh, let's unpack that. Yeah. And dish. It, and it's when she's having sex with a pharmacist or she's about to, and he's like, We don't have to have sex. And she's like, I mean, don't you wanna have sex? And he's like, Yeah, but I don't want you to feel pressured. And instead of saying, I don't feel pressured, she says, No, I like pressure. And it's like, And he Whoa. looks terrified. Yeah, he looks terrified, and I look terrified. Um, and then we're like, where is Adam Driver? Totally. The whole thing with Eric, I'm like, I'd love to relate to this episode, but nobody named Eric would ever, like, that would never happen to me ever in my life. I would Wait. never go to a pharmacy and a sweet boy named Eric act that way towards me. No, no, no. I actually think that's wrong. The thing about Amelia is, like, she is so not open to it. But, like, she's getting asked out all the time by 
even random individuals. And then she's like, well, like, I don't know about that. So Eric's are in your life. You just refuse to acknowledge Yeah, you're them. not receiving the Eric's, which is fine. I don't think Hannah just received the Eric's. Eric's. Yeah. I think Hannah's more open to opportunities than I am. Like- <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> but it's like when Eric is like, here's lube for your mom. <laughs> you remember the show is a comedy. It is comedy. It's half hour. It's half hour. <laughs> so um, wait, what quote was it though? When she says, um, no, I like pressure. No, I like pressure. Yeah. Oh, we're going to take that. Oh, that's that. so funny. I yeah. love that. <laughs> my One of my favorite quotes was... Um, my favorite quote was when it's like, everyone in New York should move here and start the revolution when she's talking about everyone should move to Michigan. Yeah. I have this quote. People literally say this all the time, and this is kind of what remote work was all about in 2020 and 2021, or especially 2021 when COVID was dying down a bit and people were just moving around in places. People were like, I can do this anywhere. Which isn't necessarily the case, but people really did think that. And we did kind of try that out a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, some people were moving to West Virginia, which is <laughs> so crazy. Do you remember this? Yeah. And we're like, there's this weird, random queer town in West Virginia. Let's all move there. We're going to start the revolution. It's like, I don't think they have open mic comedy in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't well. know if I can really start the revolution there. Who am I going to pander to there? I also loved when they're like what the, watching like Netflix as a family. First of all, the mom's like, we have some fun oh, Netflix. Oh, so funny. Oh, yeah. Hilarious I was going to say the quote. It's like, um, how's your job? And she's like, if you're going to try and make me work at a university, you can just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then her mom's like, well, we have some great food and Netflix. we have Netflix and some great food <laughs> as like a way to like help yeah. her daughter relax. And then they watch the Netflix, but like she's not paying attention. She's texting. And the mom's like, don't text because like I want to watch the movie. And she goes, that's your cross to bear yeah loving that loving that the audacity of hannah to be so mean to her parents is something i do not relate to in any way i should have my mom on for this episode that would have been so fun let's get her on guess we can redo this (laughs) (laughs) it's just such an interesting dialogue no, it really is. Uh, the way she talks to her parents, I'm like, that is something I will never know. No, no, and I talk to my like, it, I think it's a sign of closeness because, like, I'm kind of cruel to my parents, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's either it's a northerner, like, I think the parents are university. I mean, they are university professors, which does mean they're very liberal and open, totally, most likely every single time. Um, and <laughs> I think it's a very northerner thing, like, and Jewish, honestly, like, where I'm very close to my parents. But I think that also leans me like I can be so disrespectful and like mean at times. But it's like it's, I think it's such a sign of my closeness. And like I call them by their first names all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Which, you can tell it's like when she's saying that it's not like, oh, I hate my fucking parents. But it's yeah. like she's like she I'm feels gonna, comfortable like, having her emotions. Right. In front she's going to like be herself. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. feels new to their relationship. That's so crazy to me. It's like <laughs> when I go home, I'm like performing being a guest. And it's like <laughs> they actually gave birth to me. And I'm like, um, it's so great to meet you. <laughs> I definitely don't talk to my parents the way that she does but there will be times when my mom will say something insane and I'll be like you're being insane but in a way that like if I'd said it when I was like in high school it'd be like whoa we're having conflict but now it's just like I'm like you're being silly girl I'm my rudest (laughs) self at home I'm like they ask me one question I'm like don't look at me like that like I am so like (laughs) like give me more space I like came into their house it's like I just like I gotta be seen as an adult and then I'm, it's so funny because she's my parents my dad always says this thing anytime I'm outside he's like are you cold are you cold are you going and like I know when I'm cold you know it's so classic yeah, yeah. it's so classic to know when you're cold and you're even if your parents are being so um it's like it comes from a place of love but it also scares me the hell out sometimes <laughs> live okay. love 
one of my favorite quotes was when the, she's having sex with Eric and she's like, I'm tight like a baby. And, oh. and, he's, and, and he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I audibly gasped as we were rewatching the episode together a couple nights ago and I had already seen it. But yeah, I knew it was coming and still I gasped. Horrible thing like, to say. She just says that and he's like, please stop being this way. And the way that she acts like it's completely normal. He's like, what? And she's like, well, you." I don't know if it's during that line, but at one point, she, oh, it's when she puts his, her finger up his asshole. And oh he's so put your yeah, finger he's like, don't butt. do that. And she's like, well, you won't tell me what you like as if it's like a normal <laughs> thing to just be like, hmm, this person like isn't saying anything yet. Like they're not very vocal during sex. So I'm just going to like do something crazy and act like that was warranted. <laughs> I love that damn girl. I love that damn girl. <laughs> um, okay. And then also I love when she's on the date with um, – Eric and she's talking. So she funny. was like, "I'm vegetarian for two months." Or oh, so you? Yeah, it's so me because I was vegan for five years and it ruined my life. But <laughs> but I also it taught me everything I know <laughs> in the way that like I didn't know about vegetables until I went vegan. It taught me so much. I gained so much. I learned about quinoa. I learned about curry. I learned about <laughs> Thai. You love a chickpea now. I love a chickpea now. Like it opened up my eyes, but it also made me be twelve deficient and suffer <laughs> from the greatest depression of my life. Yeah, and what did she say? She's like, with every bite, I felt myself growing yeah. stronger. She was like, like I was at some boy's house, and all he had was like a dead animal that he caught or shot, and I decided <laughs> to eat it, and I felt my cheeks become rosy once more. Yes, the roses returned to my cheeks. No, and it's, it's like a real when thing. I started toying with like eating like a slice of turkey meat um when i moved to new york i was like wait i feel like i could jump in a way i haven't felt before you're you're breaking your pr every single week you're Can running I also just say I'm loving your commitment to calling Eric by his first name. Like yeah, I did not so recall that his name was Eric. He's just the pharmacist <laughs> in my brain. But now I'm like, no, okay, I know. Maybe he's a person who I pharmacist. respect. Eric. Well, I think it's so funny because when you meet him, there's so many different kinds of vegetarians too. There's vegetarians that do it just because they're the world's pickiest people. And somehow those people are unaffected by their dietary restraints half the time. Like they've been, they've only eaten pasta for every single meal their whole lives. <laughs> and because of that, their body's so used to that that like they can still manage. That is so real, the pasta people that, like, can just function in that way. (laughs) No, they're fine. It's literally insane. The pasta people are literally fine. I guess when they're young, we'll see what happens when they get older. I haven't really experienced a pastatarian. Yeah, I feel like if you're only eating pasta, ultimately you will die at, like, 49, but probably happily. My old roommate was so good at just, like, eating peanut butter and popcorn and really doing well. And I was like, this is awesome. No, it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, that's, like, carbs, protein. Then the body gets used to it. Like, people on Ozempic don't really eat anymore and they all are kind of fine. But it's like, are they fine? No, Is I Mindy don't know. Kaling doing okay? Sorry for another podcast. Well, then she got that presidential <laughs> medal of honor. Um, wait, can I say one more quote? I'm I would sorry. love for you to say I'm one more sorry. quote. It's when she's at the coffee that. shop and she runs into Beret Girl. And Beret Girl is like, oh, yeah. you don't know about the dead girl? <laughs> and she's like, we need to talk. I'll make you any fucking coffee you want. We're out of soy milk. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so like of the time too. It's so you core. Like that's the part where it's like, that's Amelia Rose Ritz it's like, on the screen right now. <laughs> I'm making anybody whatever coffee they want when they come over and I have a bravo. I'm like, what do you need? We're making it. But also to be like, we're out of soy milk. I also think it's so interesting because it's a college town in Michigan where it's like, you traditionally think of Michigan as not like the most like liberal, unique, leading place but every college town in america because of the age demographic and people living there you always find it's like it's like a quirky center of any state yeah. you're visiting and like, like a, a third girl wave in coffee beret. shop with yeah, lavender exactly. syrup and like exactly and like, it's like how are they making syrup that's lavender no home home can girl, be you anywhere can you can find home in any <laughs> state <laughs> girl you can do it a new segment of our podcast <laughs> girl, <laughs> 
You can do it. What's something that happened in this episode of HBO's Girls that you feel like you can do? <laughs> I guess like the um, whole thing. I guess and I do it. Um, sitting in a car singing "Hands" by Jewel. <laughs> I was like, I could totally do that. Um, for me, I think just like going to Michigan. I've like randomly been to Michigan several times I've been because in I have relatives there. Like specifically, she's in Lansing, and I and like my cousins oh, really? have family friends in Lansing, so we'll like go and there's this like pie shop we like in Lansing. Girl, sure you could do so, it. Girl, so you cute, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it cute? Yeah, it's really cute. It's yeah, college towns are always some of the cutest places in America. <laughs> Wait, what about you? What could you do? Eat a whole turkey out of the fridge after telling my mom I'm not hungry. Yeah. Hey, I love that. That or was feeling very relatable. You know, sometimes like your parents are like, do you want to eat? No, and you're exactly. like, no, but you do. Why do well, I do that? I don't be relying. On, you're like, you don't want to be relying on them. You're like, no, I can fend for myself. <laughs> fending for yourself means binge eating at 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> and, like everyone's in bed. You're like grabbing stuff from the fridge yeah my mom will call me sometimes when i'm like in la and she's in texas and she's like have you had dinner what are you having for dinner and i'm like you know that i have lived alone for several years now and like feed myself right yeah and she's like yeah but then i get off the phone and i'm like okay but what am i actually eating tonight (laughs) (laughs) yeah no a huge part of being vegan is going home and just eating potatoes for a week (laughs) it's like christmas break is all about kind of just like eating like peppermints cashews and like Cutting up a russet potato and putting it in the oven for 45 minutes. <laughs> no, That's a huge part of the I story. think it's in New York and LA and just living in a city in your 20s is near impossible because A, you're only shopping for yourself. B, you're not living a lifestyle that's like conducive to like you coming home always after work and being like eating dinner. So it's kind of hard to meal prep unless you're like that's your whole lifestyle. Like, yeah, you have and to it's build like when do you go to the that. grocery store? The, my precious weekend? Like No, literally. But ultimately, Evan does make gourmet meals four times a day. And I don't. For you, gourmet meal is me like reheating uh, sweet potato fries and like grilling Evan's chicken. Evan's buying like turkey breasts and mm. grilling them on our roof every Monday. I'm not buying Monday. turkey breasts. I don't even know where you could buy a turkey breast. Turkey thighs? Chicken breasts. Oh, that's okay. Big whoop. But I'm just like, where the <laughs> fuck could you buy a turkey breast? Thank God Stella's here because Evan's <laughs> always winning arguments. But now that I have another girly, it's like I can fight the power. <laughs> Wait, okay. I'm kind of concerned about our next segment though. That outfit in Brooklyn? Because the whole thing takes place in Michigan. Okay, well, it has to be that outfit the, in Lansing. That outfit. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah. That, that outfit. Say it with us. That, that outfit in Lansing? Lansing? That is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. Well, the beret. Well, that's obviously the beret. The beret is so funny. To be in Lansing, Michigan, wearing a beret at your coffee job and making out with your gay boyfriend who's straight. Oh, my God. Well, I think the French-themed coffee shop. I don't think they really it showed is. that whole thing, but it's I think it's French-themed. Yeah, but I feel like she's like an over – I think it's just because I'm projecting her as Amy right now. I feel like that girl – like the, the shop wasn't already French-themed, and she like got the job there and was like, I want to turn she things around. It. Like, what if this place was French? And I like wore a beret, and they were That's like, okay, beret so girl. Funny. It's very like – like um, wearing the roller skates at Sonic. Exactly, exactly. Oh my Where it's God. like, what does this have to do with anything? But Wait. also, love it. <laughs> Last night I was at a bar on a Tuesday and it was karaoke night. And it's a queer bar, but someone was on roller skates, roller blades even, not even skates, <laughs> the, the thin ones with all the lines, just going into the bathroom, getting onto the karaoke stage, like going around it's the whole establishment. It's because they watched the Barbie trailer and got pumped. <laughs> no, literally. I, it's like, I was so impressed. You should and have been were, like, that more, outfit? In Brooklyn, <laughs> you gotta start doing that to people at bars. I kind of already do. Um. Okay, but that outfit in Brooklyn. What well, do we I also think that we could go back to the like. It's so funny because 
I think the concept of someone like dancing for their friends in such a little town and she's oh, a superstar. Oh my god! And then she go, she's gonna go to LA, and it, there's an amazing line she, where Hannah's like, "Do you know anyone in LA?" She's like, "I know enough to know that you don't need to know about anybody." Yeah, like, which is funny so because it's like funny. That's if you know true. anything, it's all about. We're in age of nepo. Like she wouldn't read that part <laughs> article with all the nepo babies and feel the same way. Like we didn't. They didn't know about nepo babies the same she way. She didn't they know, know about enough them about Maude. Wait. Okay. So what year are we in? Two thousand seven. This is two thousand twelve. Oh, just Maybe, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then we're like, okay. Well, then it's like a little bit past recession where everyone's like, wait, you can get a job again. Like remember when it sucked a couple years ago? Now it sucks a little less. They're like Obama's second term. Let's fucking go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, we hate Mitt Romney. Everything's gonna be really good soon. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally. And I think another call out is when you're looking at Hannah's iPhone and she's calling Adam. But if you look in the left. The bottom left corner, there's a Game Center application. Have you ever what Game <laughs> so, Center is? The iOS, I wrote that down. <laughs> yes. I'm like, the bubble background. Like the rain, yeah. the rainy window. The, the rainy, rainy window. window background and just like iOS 4 or something. <laughs> it's so, the Game Center was like, no one was ever on there, but Apple was pushing it so hard. So hard. It was like the same, that U2 album and the Game Center <laughs> application go so hand in hand. And the Game Center was just like me and my brother like looking at, we had, and you never knew what the numbers were on that thing because every single game had a different for rating system so it's always like 100 million or it was like three and it's like i was like there's no way i'm number one on candy crush in the world (laughs) (laughs) it's so crazy all the numbers were made made up so much numbers are always so made up (laughs) they are okay but you know what's so funny did anybody catch this when she opens her contacts to call adam it says dad sell but sell is spelled c-e-l no. <laughs> like, Hannah, Hannah. Write the other write the second L. Write the second That's L, you're a writer. Write <laughs> you're Hannah in that way. Um I like okay, now I wanna imagine that it's like the mom sent that to her, like did like share contact and it's the mom who has If you think no, you for a single second there was share think. contact no, option in two thousand twelve. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. My freaking bad. <laughs> I punch you off the podcast <laughs> in the video, I just shoot this how five. Sorry. Cut that. I'm cutting that. <laughs> if you guys never listen to the podcast again because of my behavior today, please reconsider. No, I'm really liking you today. Okay. okay yeah, okay, you're okay, okay. like fun. Okay. <laughs> Monkey meat monologue. Oh, can we talk about that? That's a good well, monologue. Well, not the right segment for it, but when – so she's – the whole reason Hannah goes back to oh, her hometown yeah. is to celebrate her parents' wedding anniversary. And they're like, we made plans to go talk to our daughter at dinner, catch up with her. And she's like, the first tactic in the scene that she uses is like, I actually was thinking about it, and it's like your anniversary, and I don't want to like mm-hmm. get in the way of that. So I'm going to like take it upon myself to like sit this one out so you guys can spend some time together. And then they're like, no, we actually really want to hang out with you and your shining personality. And then she's instantly like, no, you're right. I shouldn't lie. I actually just have a got it. Yeah, she was like, actually, I really fucking need this because my boyfriend, that's not my boyfriend, t- treats my heart like monkey meat and some weird guy at the pharmacy wants to fuck me and I have to do it. And the way her mom's like, totally. Wait, I, you, that was really good acting. I was like, Amelia, I could see you as an actress in that one moment, one time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so fantastic. That's enough. And it's also like, oh my God, this is why she has to be in New York because it's mm. like, she goes out, she's like, oh, this is my chance to be treated nicely because that's her thing. She, she tells her mom, she's like, this is how I learn how to like love somebody that isn't Adam Driver being insane to me all the time. And she hated People him. are yeah. so nice in the Midwest to a fault. Right. And she's like, I have to get out of here. I want people to be insane to me so I can learn from it and write about it. Oh, I'm sorry. One last thing. 
Um, going back to when she's talking about in New York, she's like, I'm from New York. I'm naturally inter- more interesting than everyone. Okay, so this is insane because my brother went to University of Wisconsin. And one, I went there one time and I was, or like a few times, but I was like, oh, I live in Brooklyn. The way her, his, all his friends reacted when I said I live in Brooklyn, eight, I'm an A-list celebrity. I, I never <laughs> felt higher in my whole damn life walking around that yeah. and university at Wisconsin, Madison. Like it was so crazy. And then unprompted two girls who had never been to LA or New York just are standing in front of me. And for 25 minutes, I'm not even talking. They're just comparing LA and New York to me. And I'm like, everything you're saying is so wrong, but it's so <laughs> gorgeous to watch this happen. <laughs> it was so cool. And it's just like someone, I was like, oh, I live in Brooklyn. Three people bought me shots. Like I was like, okay, this is social currency. I finally have it. Because in Brooklyn, I'm like, I'm a dime a dozen. I actually hate myself here. I will never be an individual because there's so many individuals. You go to, you take your same <laughs> self, you put it in any other setting. You're like, I'm one of the most unique, interesting people to ever be born. It's so crazy. Wait, I love what you're saying right now. <laughs> I love what you're saying. When she goes outside to talk on the phone and she's in a nightgown with a hood. <laughs> Being 24 can look like anything. It's brilliant. Oh, God. Was there anything else? Oh, okay. You know what? So, you know, in, when they're at the benefit and what's her name? Parade girl is the lead dancer. Heather. The two girls by- Heather. And the two Heather. girls behind her, her name. Heather and a twist. Heather. Oh, what's it called? Heather, Heather Travis and the twist around. The twist around. <laughs> but the way they're both they're all so bad at dancing and only hannah knows that and the other guy eric is like the other guy eric is like i didn't think it was that bad that's so like nowadays because of social media and because of tiktok mm. it's like people in michigan would know they're bad at dancing <laughs> but at that time instagram was still just photos so bad ones. people in michigan that were 22, literally didn't know if they were bad dancers yet. This is so funny. It's actually it's actually so crazy. Also, that scene is so well acted because you know when people aren't very good dancers, but they're performing and they act all like shy and like they're like looking at the front girl and stuff. If you watch the two background dancers during the scene, like in so many shows, they hire professional, like Beyonce's background dancers to like be <laughs> dancers in a show. But in this, it's like they literally don't know how to yeah, dance. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> and their eyes are just like, what? It's so funny. I was <laughs> laughing my little ass off. Heather in a twist around. It's so good. But it's like, that's why everybody thinks Heather is so good. Because it's like, the other girls don't know anything. And she like, at least can keep time. So they're like, yeah, she's going to go to LA and make it. Literally. And she can't do what she asks for. And she doesn't have to. <laughs> well, I think the thing with dance is like, I feel like you have to be 21 to be a dancer. Like, I'm like, I guess you could be dance at any age. But it's like, so in my brain, it's so fucked up up there. I'm like. The only way you can make it as a dancer is at 21. No, and also it, you have to have been dancing professionally since you were like two and a half yeah, years old. Yeah, no, literally. It's the dance moms of it all. They didn't know. They didn't know just yet. <laughs> it's also so funny because like you have to be a pop star when you're 16 or it doesn't matter. Right. And it's like even old pop stars have to start young. Like it's like the way Adele was 40 when she was 21. Mm. Exactly. Do you guys know what I mean? Yes. Her first album was Her 18. first album, like, who at the age 19? of 18 is singing Rolling in the Deep? Yeah. Are you insane? Like, the appeal has to be, like, oh. still. <laughs> should I give up? Or should I just give <laughs> payment? But part of the appeal has to be, like, how did you do this, this so much, like, with so little time on this earth? Totally. Yeah. And I think it's so different but for girls think about for Lord and Royals. Right. She was, what, 15? Literally. Yeah, but you never hear of a 15-year-old guy being successful unless they're like Maddie B and it's like it's only because they're really cute or Justin Bieber. It's not minimize B, Maddie B. Maddie it's B, so much he cannot wait till the other yeah, two season three comes guys out. Guys can always be older. <laughs> Maddie B is going to be the guest in the next episode. Yeah, we'll call him. We, I see him on TikTok all the time now and he's like, 
literally such a man. Yeah, he's like a grown man, and it's like, bro, this is less interesting. Ultimately, it's so much less interesting. <laughs> I wrote down Cashew's 30 minutes at the end of the episode, doesn't he be? Oh, it's because Adam says that he's like on on his like stoop that there is like a homeless woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like screaming at him because she thinks that he has cashews and she's like patting his back, his like ass because she thinks that the cashews are in his back pocket. Oh, yeah. And he's like, that was a fun part of my day. And it's like the first time you see them relating in a sweet way. Like it's an insane conversation, but it's like, oh, Adam said that he missed her and it's like telling yeah, her about his day. Yeah, and it's a show don't tell of like Hannah realizing she belongs in New York City. Yeah, and she's like, I like this like weird style of affection. Well, yeah. I think it's so interesting because if you look at Tumblr, it's so Adam Core. Like everyone's so obsessed, and especially back then. Like I'm always on Tumblr looking at for HBO girl stuff. But not right now. I the one character that I think isn't holding up the same way, even though Adam Driver is so big, is Adam. Like he doesn't have the same like. Oh, I disagree so. Oh, you think no, are so no girls that. agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, I did. Oh, ha- a girl told me this. Oh fuck, that feels insane to me. I mean, again, I did not watch Girls when it was first happening, mm. but coming back to it, I'm like, You're oh, I can, because yeah, having not seen Girls, it was so interesting to me beforehand that I was like, oh, that's the show that like launched his career, kind of. Um, but coming like back to it, Star I'm Wars. like, whoa. He, well, yeah, but it's like he got to Star Wars because it's so insane. Like, he got to Star Wars from HBO Girls. <laughs> <laughs> the way men are like on Parks and Rec and then are in Marcel, Marvel, <laughs> Marcel the show that she's on, yeah, is so crazy. And it's like the girls are just as iconic. Like, shout out Retta. <laughs> shout out Retta. I love. She's got a pilot happening right now. Thank God. And <laughs> you better be writing the article about it, girl. <laughs> um. Okay. Anything else we want to touch on? No. I think maybe we should talk about um her parents having sex in the shower. I don't want to. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think it's really funny that her mom's mascara is like dripping off her face. Like they had to talk about that happening. Right. And it's like, why didn't you like take off your makeup before you got in the shower? Ultimately, it's because you're middle aged and you like don't care what you look like when you're having sex anymore. You just want to have a good time. In closing, Sal, um, what do you want to tell the people? <laughs> You'll live and die by in closing. <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion, in Sal, it was an honor to have you on my podcast. It's cool that somebody who knew me when I was 14 still talks to me today our podcast i'm ultimately yeah also <laughs> evans um uh, ultimately loving to record a podcast from the couch that i'm sleeping on while i'm in new york having my one week stint as a girl a girl no a it's so G cool girl. it's so cool that you're sleeping on our couch and then by day eating at a luncheon with leah michelle <laughs> <laughs> it's like being 20 being 23 can look like yeah, you're sat it can next look to like Michelle it's like Liam, Liam Michelle didn't know that you slept on this couch and then <laughs> went to that luncheon she didn't know no um Sal does Sal is you guys should follow Sal on Twitter and Letterboxd and Instagram I'll put I'll put her handle in the show notes um otherwise we'll be back next week with another episode um kind of a huge episode the Bushwick rave Show channel on crack episode. So that get excited for the that. Please rate and review us. On Spotify or Apple. It takes literally no time at all. Just don't even write you don't even have to write anything. We would love for you to write something. We just if you could do five stars on Spotify and Apple. Just like that would go a long way for us. Do like a weird little emoji that has nothing to do with what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, and send it to a friend. So many people right now need a new podcast and we want to be that for them. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>